Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Australia, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode by episode. I'm Chris. And I'm Megan. And today we're discussing episode 1.10, Nightmares. Okay, so before we get started with today's episode, we thought we'd just have a quick chat because it's in the news. Some big news in the big Buffy news world. In the Buffy world, so we should talk about it. Buffy reboot! I don't know if I'm that excited about it, but sure, <laughs> Buffy reboot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that was excitement. It's kind of it's just, just like uh, shock just factor. Shock. Definite shock factor. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. Like, so, so, so you you messaged us and you were like, is this thing really happening? Yeah, it doesn't mean much to me, to be no. honest. Like, I mean, I hate reboots and sequels at the mm. best of times. Like, it's killing cinema. It's a whole other podcast. But what do you guys think? think excited yeah. nervous i mean you're like yeah. r- these reboots and remakes they're like popping up all over the shop yeah. um there's a charmed reboot mm. happening which, which i have a lot of people are not good not happy about yeah i'm like not super stoked about it um but yeah in terms of this buffy reboot um yeah look at first i was extremely skeptical you know i was like Obviously, I'm going to watch it because I watch everything Buffy, Mm -hmm. but I really doubt it's going to be any good. Um, And, yeah, I think it's cool that they're going for a more diverse cast. Definitely. That's That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I, I... I've had a lot of feelings. Yeah. It's been a it's been a week of feelings for me because yeah. for the moment that I like when it first happened, I was like, I'm reserving judgment and I'm not even clicking on it because I don't care. Wow. And then, like literally then, fifty thousand people uh, tagged me later. in it. No, well, they, yeah, it was really because like fifty thousand people tagged me in it or sent it to me. Like because obviously people know that I like Buffy. Apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know what gave them that impression. Um, I I went over and I talked to a friend and I was like, you know what? I have feelings and I'm not okay with it because I'm, you know, I just think there are so many different stories that you can tell in the Buffy verse. You know, there's, there's so many options. Um, you know, I won't say much, but at the end of Buffy, it leaves it open for so many options of stories that you could tell or even historical stories that you can tell in the Buffy verse, you know, so much opportunity for that. Why a reboot? Right. Why not just continue the universe? Right. And then I read uh, the short little snippet that the writer who's been brought on yeah, to do this Yeah, what's one, been said, yeah. Um, yeah, so she said something along the lines of, you know, there's really only one Buffy, there's only one Xander, there's only one Willow, there's only one this, and, you know, you can't replace that, you can't change that, but maybe it's time for a new Slayer. And that got me thinking. And I was like, I need to step back from this. I need to, I need to not Star Wars fan this, yeah. you know. I need to not do that to it. Um, and I kind of stepped back and I went, you know what, there's actually a lot wrong with even the existing law and the existing mythos just the fact even that we in 2018 gendered characters that are it's only one girl in the world now i'm sorry there's more than one gender then there's more than two genders in the world now we exist outside of gender a lot in 2018 so there's a lot there that could be explored even out like even just starting from scratch with the whole idea of the slayer why does it have to be a girl and you know if you think about someone who's transgender they identify as female they've 
they were born and they've always thought that they were a female but they're a male could they have the opportunity to be to be a slayer because they they are for themselves a woman you know i mean there's a lot that could be explored there that hasn't been previously i I mean mean, there is some stuff in the tv show about like why the slayer is a woman which is kind of like fucked up mm. but like it is sort of explained yeah there is and i think maybe that could, yeah, it could be potentially yeah, be like revisited and not changed. A good, I think there a is good. an idea that, you know, it could be an entirely different reason that the Slayer yeah. exists. You and know? I mean, that the Slayer could be a straight white male. Where's the opportunities, guys? Come on! <laughs> straight white males have no representation. Damn right! Where are their rights? <laughs> Damn right! Yeah. We'll get a hashtag going. It'll be very offensive. Hashtag straight white males. Yeah. yeah, let's put a sarcasm alert under that guy. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> yeah, people know you well enough Chris yeah. now to know that that was sarcasm um, yeah yeah I mean look I've totally come around Same. I've spoken to some friends about who are really excited and I'm yep. like yeah you know what you're right and look I, I I'm open minded that's I where I'm at I wasn't even super I didn't have any strong feeling like I didn't even assume that they were necessarily doing an exact remake of like mm. Buffy Willow and Xander mm. I honestly I just came at it with extreme skepticism when I first heard so about did it I. Um, and I'm coming at it with a lot more optimism now Same. just reading about that's being the you know it's being made by someone who is a self-professed huge Buffy fan. Yep, that's excite. That's excite. That excites me. Yeah, and just in terms of like you're talking about things that they could do better this time round. Mm. If we think about even just in season one, mm. the wardrobe inconsistencies with the implied weather. Yep, great, agreed, agreed. <laughs> like she's in, we she's can, in a tank top in one scene, she's in a heavy a jacket in another. In the, like yeah. we can straighten out these <laughs> yeah. inconsistencies with the yeah. reboot. Yeah, and I. And even these old episodes haven't aged all that well. There's a lot yeah. that hasn't so aged. It's yeah, cool. and you know, like I did have another thought where, um, I, because I, I, when I first th- saw the reboot, and I was kind of thinking about like some of the like characters that we have these days, right? You know, we have some pretty powerful characters on TV now. I just didn't know if Buffy had a place in that world. But then again, reading this woman's take on it, I was like, I feel like. I trust this woman t- enough to be open-minded and watch the first episode willing to willing to give it a go. Yeah. And willing to allow myself to love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think basically like I was I was always going to watch it. Yes, I was same. extremely skeptical to start with. I'm much more optimistic now. It's Kind of disappointing though now now that I've decided that I still just have to wait forever oh for my the God, show I know, to actually right? get made. Um, Hasn't even been picked up by network yet. And the <laughs> next big question is is it going to be called Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That is my question because even the way she wrote that, you know, it's yeah. time for a new Slayer dot, 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 yeah. it made me think that perhaps they won't necessarily even call the central no. character Buffy. Well, yeah, and I so don't think they should. I don't I think, think they should either. I think the central character should definitely not be Buffy. Especially if she is a woman of colour. I don't yeah. think Buffy is the right name yeah. for that. Um, but then but then who knows because, I mean, they did a reboot of the Karate Kid film mm. and right. it's actually all about Kung Fu but it's still called The Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which irks me. Yeah. yeah. So they might do a similar thing. I have to hope that they will. I, I, I'm more confident now than I was at the beginning of the week yeah. that it's got, uh, you know, it's in safe hands. It's in oh, safer yeah. hands than I thought it was. I'm happy be. to see what what yeah. develops Same. in this news. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And by the time we've finished this podcast, rewatching all of Buffy, there's a very good chance it'll be happening. Like, so we'll be able be to talk out. about it. Straight up. Yeah, that'll be cool. Straight that up. would be cool if that's yeah. the case. Yeah. And then Chris will be a lot more prepared to make commentary on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting because we'll all be in the same boat watching it for the yeah. first time. So that will be interesting. Okay, right here, right now. Okay. Predictions on what it'll be called. Uh, I've got an idea. I reckon, I reckon yeah. it's going to be called Slayer. Just Slayer. Oh my God, that's it. I think that's it. 
I think that's the best. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be either like Slayer, or the Slayer, the Vampire Slayer. Something. I don't even think it'll have Vampire in it Slayer's because it's so definitely much better. I think if they don't call it Slayer, I'm going to be disappointed now. Boom! All right, mark it right now, right maybe, here, right now. I'm maybe it. they will make the protagonist an Australian woman of color, oh. and it will actually be called Buffy the Vampire Strayer. <gasps> Love it! Yes! Love it! <laughs> we need to tweet at the writer right now and make this happen. Make it happen! Make it happen! <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. Yes. Yep. Nightmares was written by David Greenwalt, story by Joss Whedon. Directed by Bruce Seth Green. That guy's back. No relation. No relation. No relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> the residents of Sunnydale are in a dilemma when their nightmares start to come to life. Open on the master's lair. Buffy's creeping around. The master has her under his thrall. She drops her stake. He goes into bite. Super intense start. Right yeah. into it, right? Super intense start. That yeah. is that, uh, like, I talked about it last week, but this, this is very, like, the movie. You know, yeah. the whole, yeah. like, evil vampire having the Slayer under his thrall for no apparent reason. Yeah. And, you know, very, very Watching very her, movie-esque. like, freak out and drop her stake is very... Yeah, that's, a, that's like, definitely a scene from the movie. Yeah. For sure. Mm. I thought I missed an episode or something for a second. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, like, yeah, you're like, oh, hey, here. master here. Okay, yeah. we're doing it. It's it took me episode. a second as well to be like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I remember yeah. this in the dream. But I was like, what is happening? I actually really love the wake up scene where Buffy's like, no. And Joyce is like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they have breakfast together and we discover that we discover that Buffy has a dad. I know. She doesn't need a dad. She's got Giles. Yes. She doesn't need a dad, dad anymore. Giles. I'm going to talk about it when we get to it, but the dad's meeting. I kind of like it. I had a little moment of like, the dad's meet. <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. Giles and the dad, they yeah. meet. Yeah. <laughs> Except not really because it's a dream. Because oh, yeah, it's Nightmare Dad, not real dad. Nightmare Dad. Nightmare Dad. Yeah. 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 Nightmare Dad's not a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. We don't like it's him. That's funny though. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, Wow. Well, yeah, but you know it's not real. You know he doesn't really I know, feel but like you that. know that her emotions are real. You have clearly been a child of parents oh, who wow. stayed together. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. But like. Because I feel like that moment, I mean, I, I also am, no. am a child of parents who stay together, but I just feel like that moment for people who have gone through that kind of thing as when they're teenagers, that would have really resonated. Nah, I think it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I refuse to place it's value just, on this. It's it's just, I don't think that resonated with anyone. I'm just not that deep of person. It's right. just, I just have like a sadistic sense of humour and someone being mean to someone else like that, it is fun a little bit humorous. <laughs> well, then how yeah. do you not like Cordy more? Cordy's mean. <laughs> you just said you like that, though. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> c- no, because I think it's the opposite thing. So I think uh, Cordy, like, relates to me deep down. Like, that's some sort of... Like, oh, I've met someone like that and I don't like those Cordy people, you know gotcha. what I mean? But I haven't uh, had the nightmare dad in my life. And so uh, yeah. that doesn't affect me as deeply. Okay. 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 Okay, Chris is heartless. Move on. Sure, sure. But he's just so frank about it. That's what's funny. That's what's funny. He's just so like, I don't love you. It's your fault. Like that's because no one ever says (laughs) it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part is funny. The way he delivers it. I'm just trying to be honest with you, and you're crying. That's pretty immature. So yeah, I have feelings about that, and I will talk about them when we get to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Megan's gonna rant. Here we go. <laughs> you know, because that's what I do every episode. So we head to school and. Xander can't remember what they were studying because oh, yeah. the teacher was wearing a blue Angora sweater. 
He's like so happy to remember why he doesn't remember. You know, he's like, oh yeah, she was wearing a tight sweater. This explains everything. I'm going to quote one of Xander's future girlfriends here and say, Xander, find a new theme. Seriously, find a a new theme. Xander gets a girlfriend? You know, like, except cropping out that bit, but like his interaction <laughs> with the actual teacher yeah. would have seemed normal if the, like, it wasn't pulling for- on the ears thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have yeah. seemed fine yeah. if we didn't know Xander was a fucking creep. Right? Like, yeah. It would have been like, it it like a normal so teacher student relationship, like the bit of like banter Why between the authorities. The, oh, the blue Angora bit. Yeah. yeah, but you know the context of Xander being so a creep, so it ruins the interaction. Exactly. It would have been great otherwise. Anyway, he'll bounce back. He'll bounce back. I believe. Well, it's not even bounced back because he never really was up no, there to he start never really with, was so up there just, yeah. he, I am going to get to a point in this episode where I'm going to have a relatable moment with Xander, so Ooh. that's going to be good. Um, so Buffy notices a small boy standing in the, hovering in the doorway. Creepy kid. Creepy kid. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right? Looks just like oh my God. Third Rock from the Sun, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, t- I looked and I'm like, I can't IMDB it because, you know, I'll say things I don't want to say. Good on you. And so I'm just like, look and I'm going, is but it? But so it's yeah. not. No, it's Jeremy no. Riven. Right. Is that who you thought I was going to be? No, 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 oh. no, no. But now that no. you're right, I was like, is that Joseph Gordon? No, his name he is. He would have been too young. Jeremy, yeah. sorry, Jeremy Foley. Jeremy Foley, who he is, um, yeah, he's gone on to direct some things. Oh. This is not. He's not our minor character. Okay. He's not our minor character. I get excited. However, I get excited. However, let's pause because we're in the room with the minor character. Get out of it. We are in the room. Get out. I'm name the minor character. So let's, so let's do it. Let's name that minor character. <laughs> Today's minor character is Mrs. Tischler. Tischler. And I am calling on her as our minor character because I want her to be more than just a blue Angora sweater. Quite yeah. Frankly. That's what I want. I Damn want that right. for her. So Mrs. Tischler was a Sunnydale High School health and human development teacher. Uh, she was portrayed by... Terry Kane, according to the Buffy wiki. However, that same person is also Terry Walters on IMDb. So she's either gotten married or changed her name for some reason. Um, Or Mm. gotten unmarried. Because, you know, sometimes people change their names back to their maiden names when they get unmarried. Well... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. So she was in so many things. She was in like all of the good stuff back in the day. She was in Judging Amy, Ally McBeal. She was in um, um, Desperate Housewives, oh, wow. Alias. Really? Yep, yep, yep. She's done a Gets lot. She's around. She has, she's been a party of five, Chicago Hope, Beverly Hills 90210. Okay, uh, this is dropping down further and further. We started as a good TV All shows. the things. All the things. Um, she was also in a recent TV show, which is one of my favourite new TV shows, Uh-oh. called Santa Clarita Diet. <gasps> oh my god, yes, I've seen all of yes! yes, she's, she's Mia. So she is with them when when Drew Barrymore first vomits for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You're not, she's in the room and she's like, I think she's like showing Looking, them the property or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And like she's got the clipboard, so that's yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was also in La La Land. She's the coffee <gasps> shop manager in La La Land. Oh, I love La La Land. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe Terry it didn't Walters. Yeah. Come on, yeah. you Terry. I mean, she That's wasn't on the screen very long. In this she episode. wasn't on the screen very no. long. And the reason, and look, I wouldn't normally call out that minor a character, but I just, I felt it was really important that she was more than just a blue Angora sweater. Damn so right. Terry Walters, we've got you. We Mrs. Tischler, 
You are not just a blue Angora sweater. No. I also just find it. I mean, I get that it was part of the 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 comedy of that line, but like, mm. it wasn't though. It would have, as as Chris has just said, it actually would have been a funnier, mm. more yeah. relatable moment that you know him like doing the ears thing and her being like, exactly, Xander, active listening. I just if don't buy that, that he recognizes Angora. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's the bit that's not believable in yeah. this moment. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he even knows what Angora is. Come yeah. on. Like Come I don't know what Angora on. is. So yeah, yeah that yeah. was. I just don't believe that he knows that. Yes. So Buffy notices a small boy, uh, and then all of a sudden there's a scream and spiders claw, spiders crawling all over Wendell. Yuck! I can't. I just can't. Oh, no, you're not. No, that that ain't you. Mm -hmm. Did you look away from the screen when it happened? Mm -hmm. Really? I can't. I can't. I I kind of liked it. I thought they were kind of like cute and furry. I I was waiting for one to like crawl into his mouth or something. Interesting. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yep. So my mum has the same thing. She's like a full on arachnophobia, yep. like goes into full on panic attacks. Yep. Um, yep. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I can't even look at pictures of spiders. Wow. Really? Yeah, I get. What about that one on your shoulder? Fuck off! <laughs> That's not, no. No, because I can cruel. feel it. Because even though I know it's not there, no. I can feel it now and I'll think about it the whole time. Oh, no. I really will. I can. Oh. Actually, I, I also have like a similar phobia. Uh, it's of people with ponytails named Wendell. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> terrifies quite me. Quite the ponytail, Shakes right? me to my core. He has quite yeah. the ponytail. I think he works it. No, he does think, not. I, I think Wendell, he looks like a really nice guy. I would be friends with Wendell. That owns spiders? Yeah. No. And really cares Mm-mm-mm. for them. Really and, cares. and has, you know, feels he's bad. Du- he's doubling down on the weird guy thing. He's definitely got a weird guy vibe, for I sure. I like Wendell. Yeah. I'm a fan. I also really like the name Wendell. No. <laughs> I'm super into it. Are you into it? super into it. Isn't there a Wendell in that TV show, Private Practice? I feel like that I guy. I have not seen Private Practice. Uh, me neither. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, so I don't know why you're giving oh, that like a It's a spin-off of Grey's Anatomy, yeah. you guys. What? Spin-off to Grey's Anatomy? Yes. <sighs> Built such a rich universe and then to pull from it. Uh, yeah. uh, while I think of it, because mm-hmm. it, it happened Bring around it this time, yep. I was I was really watching the opening credits this time. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's actually really fun being so close to the end and rec- being able to recognize almost every scene. Mm. Yep. Um, I hadn't noticed it till now. The billing. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm-hmm. then Xander, then Willow. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys at with that? Because I, I don't know. I guess they're kind of equal... Em- equally important in the show, Xander and Willow, but I, mean, I, 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 was, could, I was initially surprised that Willow wasn't billed above Xander. You could make an argument for the fact that SMG is obviously the main character, so she's first. 100%. And then you've got Nicholas Brendan, mm-hmm. Alison Hannigan, uh, Stewart, Okay, that's a pretty good excuse. I guess because it is hard to sort of... Or you could say that they were like alternating genders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's sort of the first way to be able to tell if something is um, like a romantic comedy or like a friend comedy, whether the best friend is billed second or if the romantic lead is billed, billed second. second. Yeah. I can't say I've ever put that much thought into it, but yeah. I, I, I put a lot of thought into billing. Yeah. I think it's really, really interesting. It's yeah. just like sort of how the producers view the show. You mm. know? Interesting. 
I'm going to watch that into future um, seasons. Oh, so the opening credits change? Well, they do. They I don't. Do I actually story. can't. I can't remember whether they change order or not because I don't know that I've ever really yeah. paid that much attention to that. But I will from now on. Yeah, I'm definitely. a nerd like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was just. I was just curious. Yeah. What you guys thought of. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't put any thought into it. I kind of. Yeah, I had put no thought into it. Mm. I'm used to the men being put first. So. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, it is literally second. You could not have put him before Buffy. That would have just been... Well, yeah, I think I always see Buffy bad, yeah. first and then yeah. everyone after that is almost just like equivalent. In my, I mean, not, yeah. but like... Yeah. I don't, oh, could you imagine if it was before Buffy? Oh, I would have feelings Turn about that. TV off. <laughs> but Sarah, you're a woman. <laughs> How could you possibly be put first? <laughs> Uh, we move out to the to the hallway and Willow is understandably wigged and I am with it. I get her. I'm totally on board with her wigging. Like, she's all like, you know, why do they even have all those legs? Like, what do they need them for? I feel exactly the same way. I, I honestly believe that spiders are plotting to kill me. They do a lot of cool things with those legs. Yeah, and they're definitely plotting to kill me. Like, they get together. Like, if I've, like, killed one, I often, like, expect a few more to, to show up because I just assume that they've, like, plotted to like attack me in my sleep now yeah i read somewhere once that over the course of your life you eat seven spiders in your sleep and that just terrifies the shit it's out of just me. not true <laughs> it's just not true it's i think it, i think the that that statistic's thrown off because there's this one dude that just swallows spiders every day um, and like he's just having thousands of spiders just to equal it out for the rest of us so i wouldn't oh. worry too much yeah about this is a really good conversation about which is the best measure of central tendency to use in certain, certain oh. studies oh mm. average mabel's pulling the maths out mabel's pulling the maths out should we be going median here or potentially but that's completely false it's completely false Statistics. Yes, it's, that's it's great com- news. Chris, you've changed my life today. Yeah. <laughs> I myth. kind of maybe a little bit. No, I don't forgive you for the shoulder comment. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. I believe that. I believe that myth for years. Did you? Um, yeah. And then I thought back to where I originally read it and it was a K-Zone, a K-Zone magazine. Oh, my God, I love so, K-Zone. Not, uh, not the best source material. I love Amazing. K-Zone. Amazing. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Scooby is checking with Giles, who's looking a little flushed because he got lost in the stacks. Yeah. It's a fear of his. I know. It's not what, that he's experienced. Yeah, I don't know. What's how, your face? No, this is a weird fear. Like, how big is this library? He's how far librarian. does it go back to you? Also, I feel oh, like- dude, through those, through those, through that door up the top, it goes way back. This is bigger than the school almost. I mean, it's a library. school. Have you yeah. seen their locker rooms? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which locker room? There seems to be like. You no, know, there's like so 50. Yeah. yeah. Every time and there's a locker room scene, it's a new locker room. And yeah. they're huge. Um,. Yeah, no, I also think, like, in terms of the stacks, getting lost in the stacks nightmare, like, it, it makes sense because as, as the episode progresses, the nightmares get worse. So it mm. starts off with, like, yeah, the not-so-bad ones. And, I mean, let's be honest, there's a cemetery next to the school at one point in this episode. So I feel like the stacks possibly were expanded in his nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, like, spiders are very relatable. Yeah. Whereas very getting relatable. lost in a library... Is a little bit more just find your way out. Well, I mean, he's a librarian, so maybe that is one. He of should know the way out then. <laughs> I guess, but that's like so. But Buffy's a vampire look, slayer, and her biggest fear is turning into a vampire. You know, yeah, it's kind of like relatable. you have like you yeah, have I like guess, fears related um, to your work. Yeah. I'm being, I'm being. I quite yeah. liked all the different nightmares in this episode, and like what they said about the different people. Absolutely, yeah. I, I yeah. absolutely agree. Yeah. And lost they call in back books. Stuff. Yeah, is it, it's not a great. Fear. Well, yeah, actually, because because Lenny does talk about how 
he, he did dream about getting lost in the stacks. Because when I watched this episode, I thought he got lost in the stacks because he had already started to like I thought he already couldn't read at that point maybe and so I thought when he said lost in the sex I thought he like couldn't find anything not like physically got lost okay but I don't think that's correct I think think it is he physically got lost because he does talk about that later but because it speaks more to a deeper fear of not being able to do your job right and that's like his job is to find his way around in the stacks yeah I like like that reading of it let's go with that let's go with that I like it Woohoo, it's okay now. <laughs> he's but allowed to get lost yeah. in the stack. Yeah, I mean, so, so he's like, so he's a properly trained, like, like, so being a librarian is not just his cover for being a watcher, right? Like, he, Yeah, I think he's actually he's also actually... learned how to be a librarian. Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you learn how to be a librarian? Yeah, I yeah, used to want to be absolutely. a librarian. Yeah, you got to study. Do going to be a cool job. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the Scooby's going to talk to Wendell to find out why he's so afraid of spiders. But wait, no, he loves spiders. They're so weird about their like interviews with students. During oh, the time oh, they're yeah. investigating, it's and, so weird. And they don't even try and be subtle or friendly about it. They just come up and they're like, we thought you'd want to talk to us about yeah. what happened yesterday. Yes, yeah. So I think Xander is something that starts with that. And then Willow's like, yeah, the spiders. Thanks, Willow. Like we had to figure out it was the spiders you were talking about. Yeah. Not like that weird thing that happened in the locker room. Yeah. No. Of course it's the spiders, Willow. Thank you. Yeah, oh, it's like fun. it's like the show tries to follow the sort of like uh, usual crime TV show format where like they go and interview yeah. the suspect. Yeah, and- except that they're not cops, well, they're just so it doesn't work. Cool. Yeah, later on in this students. episode, when they go to interview that girl who gets attacked, like Giles and Buffy oh. go to her hospital room and interview her. I'm just like, you guys are yeah. not subtle yeah. about what you're doing. It's super at weird. All. Like I always watch that scene and I think like it's met. Yeah, it's made a bit better by the fact that Giles is there and he's like, we want to make sure. Does okay. that make it better? Well, he's the librarian of the school. Well, Why is he even checking on? Well, students? at least that he's like a member of the faculty. Like it's just. And then I'm like, maybe Buffy's there as a sort of like student to student support. I don't know. The whole yeah, thing's maybe. stupid. <laughs> yeah, she should have joined some kind of student support group or something. And that way she I think could have like, had one. a cover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She just doesn't really have a cover for the fact that she's constantly investigating stuff. Yeah, they're Never. super weird about yeah, it. It is super weird. Yeah. Mm. So he, we find out that, uh, yeah, Wendell actually loves spiders and that his brother, who's a dick, by the way. Oh, totally. Kind of, right? He yeah. killed all his spiders. I mean, it's his I, fault. I assume his brother is just stupid. Like, I never thought that he intentionally killed the spiders. Well, no. I mean, he just left the heat lamp on and didn't yeah. take any responsibility. Um, then we find out Buffy has a history exam, doesn't know a thing. Cordy oh. is a human for once in this moment. Yeah. 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 This is like Cordy's best moment. Yeah. Almost. Of the show so far, yeah. really. She knows the they're in the exam and like all that. Yeah. Um, just quietly, I was really hoping that this pensive teacher uh, doing the history exam uh, yeah. sitting yeah. down was going to be our minor character. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm very happy how he went. I'm very happy how oh. he went, but he had the very stern expression on his face. Yeah. And I wanted to know more. I wanted to dive in more. He, but that's he played okay. his part well in this episode. He certainly did. That two seconds on screen, he killed it's it. It's a shame it didn't, it didn't develop into a more ongoing character. Mm. This scene, actually, for me, really it captures so well what a night what a nightmare is like when i have one i Mm. I don't know like you know that that feeling of hopelessness and helplessness that no matter what you do you can't complete the goal of whatever is happening in the nightmare and you know like everything you try you just keep failing she can't even write her name on the test and then she looks up and time's passed and she can't like she just like quite often when i'm having a nightmare i'm trying to reach something and no matter how far i go no matter which route i take i can never get to it and it's so like frustrating and terrifying and so i just thought i just was watching this scene thinking this is exactly what i feel like when i'm having a nightmare Mm. yeah yeah it was quite interesting i thought it was well done Mm. Yeah, so it's like it it was very well done. <laughs> me, but. <laughs> it's just stupid. Mm. But me watching this scene, I just get really frustrated 
by because I really like tests. Tests. Really. <laughs> I really like this is not a surprising piece of information to find out about you. I mean, not like given that I work in education, so I'm kind of like, I don't want to talk about from the pedagogy side of you, but like as a student, I always really liked taking tests. But yeah, so I just get frustrated watching this scene because like she she just hesitates so long and just writing her name and and just, I mean, obviously it's all part of the dream that she can't do it, but I'm like, I just wanted to like go through the test but that's exa- that feeling that you're having that's exactly the feeling i get in a nightmare and that's what i mean like it's so well done that you're having the exact feeling that i feel when i have a nightmare oh, your face is just scrunched up why she never even fills out her name i know <laughs> yes have you not experienced that level of frustration in a dream before no. Oh, <laughs> we have that all the time. Actually, if you're not going to finish an exam, you're probably best off just not filling your name out because then yeah. you'll just be like, oh, you lost mine. No, yeah. I gave it in. I definitely gave it I in. definitely did True. it. Yeah. Oh, moving on, moving on. That girl goes down into the basement. Mm. To have a smoke. Don't smoke at school. Why would you smoke in an enclosed underground yeah, room? Right. And you go somewhere, like, yeah. you go outside. You like go I behind never the gym. You go by yourself too. But surely know. you'd, like, go in with friends for a In a basement? In the middle of the school yeah. hallway? Yeah. Lucky 19. Yeah. We get the yeah. other man for the first time. He's pretty scary. He pretty scary. scary. Mm. Like on, wait, the first time I saw him, I'm like, okay, it's like black and gold Freddy Krueger. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Povo Freddy Krueger. A little bit. A little bit. I thought 100% the same thing. Yeah, but then seeing him later in like different angles and different lighting, he's the pretty, club, pretty cool though. villain. His arm is like It's rich. a bit rich and he's a bit slow moving. Oh, he's yeah. not my favorite. No, I actually really like the club. Because whenever you, when you see a club like, like who well, makes clubs anymore you know it, it like really uns- like unsettling because like obviously we get to the whole point that the, you know this this monster is a representation of this horrible mm. horrible human and i suppose it is a creation of a what eight well like yeah ten year old boy and so that so makes like, sense that it's a little bit cartoony almost. yeah and yeah. like so that's how the the boy saw his coach yeah um but i get really unsettled watching this because yeah. i what and like so it, the club on his arm, I assume, mm. represents a baseball bat. Mm. And I'm like, so did this coach really, like beat this kid with, with a baseball, baseball bat? bat? Oh, I have so many feelings about this coach. I like, I, I ended up like crying at the end of the episode. It's pretty horrific. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Holy it's shit! It's pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, um, while we're on it, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of because it is so intense and dramatic and yeah. horrific. Mm. It's just so strangely paralleled with how campy the show can be at times. Mm-hmm. Like, the show is so campy, and sometimes it pulls it off better than it does other times. Yeah. This time I thought it was a bit yeah, too very dramatic. I, I'd agree. That, like it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, important topic that is kind of not dealt with as well as it could have been. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's they, tricky. they go too much for the camp, I think, and they lose the. They try and hit they, both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And it's a bit they of don't a hit the emotional notes quite as well as they could. Like, I get what they're trying to do in that. We'll get to it when we get to it, but I, I can see what they were trying to do in that last scene, and I think it was a good idea, but I don't think they quite delivered it. It was almost there. It was, it was almost, almost there. there. Yeah. 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 So they uh, <laughs> they go to visit the girl in the hospital, and they do their super mm. sleuthing. Seriously, do no, like, do no students question why Buffy is so involved in everything? How is this just not a the thing? The principal does. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, I think because I think now it's definitely, like, too early. I think as it goes on, like, people tend to, like, just know that Buffy is around for those things yeah and there's kind of this like unspoken understanding but uh i think at this stage it's definitely like i don't know why they would expect her to be around yeah yeah i mean people are dying left right and center and buffy is always the first on the scene Mm -hmm. and like always snooping around covering her tracks and yeah 
Surely you got to think she's the murderer. She's in a kid in school. <laughs> People start dying when she rocks up. She burned down a gym. Burned down a gym? <laughs> I, uh, um, uh, maybe I she is. Maybe she is. Oh, Chris is on to something. Murderer by oh. day, slayer by night. Mm. Predictions? Predictions I by reckon. Chris? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Buffy did it. It's all a dream. <laughs> or a nightmare. <laughs> Mabel and I just shared a look and Chris Chris made a face about it. <laughs> For those of you who know some parts of future episodes of Buffy, you'll know why Mabel and I shared this a look. This is the best. I feel like there's a part every week you guys share a look or make a comment. And, and maybe uh, we're just Or like laugh at a weird time. time. And I'm just here just like looking at both of you as you laugh at me. And I'm just like trying to grasp onto something. Also, even the doctor in this scene, right, just shares a bunch of information with oh, him. Yes. Oh, yes. Straight up. Oh, you guys yes. family? No friends. Oh, well, then let me tell you everything yes. about what's happened here. Oh, my God. Uh, we head to the library and Giles discovers he can't read. Yeah. He's very perturbed. Um, Buffy sees a pic of the first victim and realises it's the boy she's seen in both dreams and the boy that's in the hospital. Ooh. The extra victim. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. telling them about. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep, yep. Yeah. I really like the not being able to read as Giles' fear. Like, I think it's really, I don't know, I think it just, like, captures him very well. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, it's the perfect fear. It's the him. perfect fear for him. And mm. I think I always, like, I watch it and I get a little frustrated. I'm like, you know, sure, like, why isn't he speaking up about this sooner? Like, clearly something's wrong. Like, logically, he mm. can read and he can't read. And it's just, like, it it emphasizes that it is just this big fear of his. And he's almost kind of, like, paralyzed by the fear that he can't actually treat the situation with any logic. Yeah. Mm, he's just yeah. being, like, paralyzed yeah. by this fear of not being yeah, able to like read. Yeah, he, like, he's not kind of, like, going, well, that's odd. Yeah, he's so like, oh, there's I a spell on me, this. I can't read, let's get to it. Yeah, you know, he's but just like, oh, my God, I can't read, and, and he, everything and is he over. And he doesn't yeah. really tell anyone, and he starts freaking yeah. out, he gets super frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Buffy notices that Billy is wearing a jersey with the number 19. Ooh, lucky 19. Lucky 19. Ugh, creepy. But she's interrupted because Buffy's dad comes to see her early and wants to chat, and this is the dad's meeting! <laughs> It starts throwing on that shade real thick. It does really fast. Love it. Tells Buffy she's the reason they're divorced. Uh, Yeah, uh, look... uh for the yeah, for me this moment was really. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar's face. Yeah. As this is happening, it was really tragic. Wow, Chris is laughing, <laughs> laughing in the background. It was here. so over the top. It was great. And then the whole I don't think it's very mature, getting all blubbery. Well, I'm trying to be honest. See, for me that was like, because what? what the fucking patriarchy is what it is. Oh. Crying is blackmail. It just it's it it hit a nerve for me. He's supposed to be Fuck an he asshole. Dad. He's supposed to be an asshole. He's supposed to be exactly and that, he was. and he's supposed to get that rise and out of me. And they nailed it exactly. It's just that you know I've had that used on me before, so I really related to that moment because crying over something does not mean that you are blackmailing someone emotionally. That's all I'm going to say about that. <clears throat> Billy's back. We see him again. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. This is like a newsreader. Like, this is a really down story. But Billy's back with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you just remember, oh, that's my favorite show in the fucking world. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. Woo. I think it's, no, I think in the scene where Buffy is talking to her dad, it's yep. kind of interesting because, you know, he is laying it on so thick, you know, and it's yeah. completely, and I do take your point and there, it's Chris, completely yeah. fake and ridiculous, but obviously Buffy's still getting like really, really upset about it. Yeah. And you kind of, you almost watch it being just like, obviously this is 
weird. Like he wouldn't say that. And mm. she should know her dad. But like, yeah. And it's the same as Giles not really yeah. realizing the reading but, thing. And it's so emotional. And I think it it shows at the end of the scene where she sees she she sees Billy walking mm. off towards the gym or whatever. Mm. And she really has to like take that moment to compose herself. Like I think she she know, she sees him and her her logical brain puts it together. And she's like, okay, this my dad real. doesn't really think that you know that was part of this weird kid business. But mm. she really has to like deliberately pull herself together, even though she logically knows that it wasn't real. I don't she's... even know if she does know for sure that it's not real at this point because she doesn't know about the nightmares thing because that's something that Giles and Willow and Xander yeah, then but try I think to find she's her starting for. to put it together. Started, anyway. I think you know she's pushed it down for the moment because she's realized that she's got to go and deal with this other thing almost. Yeah, I think there's a bit of conflict where like her mind, like, because like he was laying it on so thick and she knows her dad. Like I think the logical part of her brain. She does know her dad, but also that's kind of the point to this, right? Those deep-seated fears that you have, if they come to life and even if they seem fake in that moment, you you kind of you believe them because well, you've thought it this whole well, time Well, that's what yourself, I mean, though. But right? those, so those are the two battles. Like, I think yeah. the logical part of her brain does know that that would never happen. Yeah. And it's the emotion part of her brain that is, is still, like, can't listen yep. to the logical side of her brain. Yeah. Um, Xander and Willow walk into the library, and I'd just like to point out that Giles, Giles notices that Xander was wearing different clothes and is now wearing sports clothes yeah even giles notices people's clothes more than you do (laughs) 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 zeno's wearing a sports uniform (laughs) oh yeah i actually think it's always quite strange for giles to instantly put this together because like does he know their timetables like does he know that zeno didn't have pe or something or like why Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, it was definitely an odd thing for giles to notice but i just enjoyed it because it meant that i got to give chris a ribbing for never noticing stuff yeah (laughs) yeah it was not it was not relatable like it was not uh likely that that scene actually happened yeah yeah. Um, Willow connects that it's Xander's nightmare and that nightmares are coming to life. I love that Willow knows Xander's nightmares like better yeah. than he does. Like yeah. she's the one. Yeah. She's like, you've had that dream so many times. She just listens. I like that um, Willow's like, our dreams are coming to life. And um, Xander's like, and Giles is like, dreams? That would be a musical comedy version of this. I really want to see inside Giles' dreams. Seriously. <laughs> if he's having musical comedy dreams, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, it'd be so British too. You know. <laughs> it'd be more my fair lady. You know, oh, than... my God. All I want is a room somewhere. You just imagine <laughs> yeah. it. That's happening. Have yeah. <laughs> um, I also really enjoy that the Hellmouth just always explains everything. Oh, my God. I know. He's like, what? <laughs> How could the nightmares be coming to life? Could he have that much power? Oh, well, it's just easier on the Hellmouth for that sort of stuff to happen. Um... Uh, Chris's plot question of the week. Hey! Is the Hellmouth a thing for all the seasons? Is it just, just a season one thing? They live or the, on the Hellmouth. Is, is this just forever now? Yeah, they live on the Hellmouth. They live, that's where the Hellmouth is. That is where the Hellmouth is. Fuck, the mouth okay. of hell is in Sunnydale. Right. La Boca del Inferno. Well, there's no closing it now. Don't, so, I, okay. Oh, oh, oh. There's another sideways <laughs> glance. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> I just like I think regardless of whether he says something that's relevant from now on we always have to sideways glance at least once Ah, yeah yeah (laughs) 
I also I really enjoy that Cordy's nightmare is that she's a nerd and unfashionable and oh having my just God. the worst bad hair day ever. I know. I actually like I was watching this and in my mind I just had all all the comments that you, Megan, always give during this podcast of like how much depth there is to a character. Which I'm not really arguing, but I just love like all the fears like, that are happening and Cordelia's is, is that she has bad hair, breaks a comb and gets dragged into a chest. Classic Cordy! <laughs> Uh, Buffy finds Billy and they have a chat about him playing baseball. The ugly man calls him number 19, Lucky 19, and wants to kill him. And he's here! Bum, bum, bum! Attack. I just, this fight scene between Buffy and the ugly man. He's so strong. He's also just so, like, slow. He's like a zombie. Well, yeah, I mean, I have to with all that. He's just, like, so ridiculously Strong, like she can't yeah. get she a can't decent hit on him. him. Yeah, it looks really cool though, and even the facial makeup as well. Yeah, it's like they. I, I think they've used a vamp face mask and then added some pieces. Maybe that would explain that, like, it. that kind of like that yeah. wrinkling in between the eyes, in between the eyebrows. Mm. That seemed very vamp face and makeup. A weird thing like on the yeah. cheek as well. Yeah, really I think cool. they might have used that as a base and then like. Mm. Yeah, because I remember specials. watching it and like, because he does look kind of vampy, but obviously then very not vampy. Yeah. And so when they go to interview <laughs> interview Laura in the hospital, <laughs> it's exactly what they do. <laughs> They're like yeah. police detectives yeah. without the police. And then and she she can't talk about what's happened, but she's like it, you know. Um, whatever did it nothing like I've ever seen before and I think I always um, at least the first few times I watched it I always expect her to like mislead them and describe a vampire mm. and them to like go off on the wrong tangent mm. but that never happens yeah. <laughs> just yep so Buffy's with Billy mm-hmm. the Scoobies are in the library and they decide that they need to find her and tell her about the nightmares stuff because you know that'll totally. help her in some way I'm not sure oh uh, yeah um Instead of just going to the light and going to the hospital and waking Billy because they've decided that that's how they'll fix this. Instead, they're going to go find Buffy first and waste all this time finding Buffy. That's a good point. Anyway, so they. <laughs> I always feel really forgiving for those things. Aren't <laughs> Buffy's the leader. Buffy's the leader. So they decide to split up, find Buffy, and tell her what's happening because it'll be faster to split up. Willow gets led by a voice into a dark basement and is grabbed by a hand. What's gonna happen? It's where the episode starts to pick up, I think. Yeah, uh, it gets yeah. it's quite good. I from love here. this bit with yeah. Willow. Yeah. Like yeah. it's one of my just favourite bits from season one of yeah. Buffy. Just generally just one that scene theme. with Willow. Yeah. Um yeah. Won't be the last time we'll we'll see her fears <laughs> of of um being on stage. And of course we saw it last episode. Of course. Yeah. Of, yeah. Not back last episode. Was that Papa Show? Yeah. Last episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa, yep. Yep, yep. Um, Xander follows a trail of candy bars and oh, this, this is exactly where it's going this is the moment that he's truly relatable for me I would definitely follow that trail of candy bars I'd just yeah? be like oh my god chocolate I'm going I'm going with the chocolate is. <laughs> he's so gross about it yeah, he's he so gross and he's just talking to himself the whole time he's just shoving more and more chocolate into his mouth and just mm-hmm. chewing with his mouth open and talking to himself with all the chocolate like Spilling out of his mouth. It's disgusting to watch. Yeah, I. you need to come wow. and visit me on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I do. I really don't think I do. <laughs> um, also, when did the school become like... like well, I think this is part sheeting. of the nightmares, right? Yeah. This is somebody's nightmare, <laughs> exactly, but, but like, Obviously, I've seen this episode a bunch of times, but when this scene started, I don't know why, I saw all the plastic sheeting and I saw all the chocolate bars and yeah. Xander like, eating all the chocolate bars. And for some reason, I thought... There was going to be a dentist to, like, treat his chocolate bar and juice cavity. (laughs) That's a a pretty good fear. 
I like it. So my Every theory, time for years, I always think it's going to be no, a dentist. It's amazing. I, yeah, I can see that. My theory is that that part of the school being all like, you mm. know, that that's the janitor's nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> everyone's getting, everyone's counted. Everyone's yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're back with Buffy and Billy and they're watching a game of baseball and he says it bothers him because when you lose, it's bad. He says it's his fault the team lost, that he missed a ball and it seems someone told him it was his fault and that it might have hurt him. I that this scene, that moment where Buffy tries to comfort him and he like reefs his arm away because he doesn't want to be touched. That really like oh, that resonated for me. Mm. So just he's obviously clearly been abused and it's pretty pretty horrendous. Mm. Yeah, pretty I horrendous. like me like. I think I have mixed feelings about all the these plot points with the the Billy storyline mm. because they're really. I mean, it's touching on some heavy stuff. Really heavy stuff. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's because it's like fit around the rest of the the plot points of the episode. It's just like kind of like almost conveniently yeah, he's like slotted in. Yeah, yeah, and he's just yep, yep, yep. It it doesn't quite have the same emotional weight to it because mm. it's just conveniently like dropping these hints to Buffy that she then immediately picks up on yeah. and like instantly solves. Yeah, the you're thing. right. It's and a it's bit just, too. I think yeah. that's my problem with it too. Yeah, yeah. and it's really like, shoehorned. Yeah. 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 yeah, like realistically, I feel it's like not, it wouldn't be, and it never is that easy to yeah. tell to in get a, a kid, kid who's been abused like yeah. to 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 kind of talk about it yeah. too and to yeah. you know yeah yeah. There's like sort of minutes either side of you know Willow on stage with Pavel or whatever and it's the other way of Cordy getting dragged to the chess club and so it was also campy and fun and mm. yeah, yeah. so it does feel a bit forced mm. yeah yeah that's true I do enjoy Buffy and him moving through the hedge and into a cemetery that's like such a classic dream moment you know you're like running through something and then all of a sudden you're in a completely different place you're like how did I get here I was just at school <laughs> it's dead. Uh, so there we get yes Willow backstage getting all her Madam Butterfly makeup and getting ready for a performance I love it I just love it yeah and then like <laughs> she's on stage and the guy's like and then looks at and then looks at her and she's like my turn and he's like mm. oh yes <laughs> and she's like, yes ah. yeah yeah that's one of my favorite things it's a beautiful ever. moment yeah it's a pretty great moment i mean we had black and gold freddy krueger now black and gold pavarotti it's yeah. great it is. it is on a budget oh, budget basement yes. i'm thinking about like i know we're an australian buffy podcast but i'm just wondering if any non-australians listen to this and have no idea about black and gold yeah oh yeah, yeah that's possible. we do have some listeners yeah. from america and canada it's worth so, yeah. black and gold no frills is that better no so also no. very australian okay, bargain okay, basement we're yeah. talking dollar bin generic you know, home brand home brand generic brand yeah. yeah. Cheap home ass. Yeah. Cheap ass. Yeah. 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 yeah home brand is also an Australian yeah, thing, like right? Yeah. 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 It's a generic Australian brand. A generic brand's an Australian thing. Do they have yeah. generic brands overseas? I don't know. We, we have got a lot of them here. There <laughs> are any overseas listeners. Let us know us. about your generic brand. Tell us about your generic brands. Yes, please. Uh, so Xander's followed the trail of chocolate all the way to. So I have two fears. Only two. Spiders really? and clowns. Seriously. Spiders and 
like clowns might even be worse than spiders. I had really? a Duna cover when I was a, a kid and I actually had to get mum to get rid of it because it had just squares of giant clown faces. And I literally, I was like, I was like, Bart, can't sleep, clown will yeah, eat me, I mean, can't that's sleep, clown will eat me. I, I, I can't Hello, clowns, Joe. I just can't. Wow. I've literally written here a clown and I can't, I can't. Oh God, oh God, I can't. Fucking clowns are the most terrifying thing in this episode. God, oh God. That's what I've It's a pretty scary one too. It's so scary. Uh. And this was before it i've been terrified of clowns because do you know what it is do you know what it is yeah. you don't know what they're really feeling oh. they've got this painted on smile and you've got no fucking idea what's going on behind them you have no idea what's their true feelings and it freaks me the fuck out <laughs> nope <laughs> 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 uh, not even surprised Mabel's laughing hysterically I just love Speaking of generic things (laughs) Your fears (laughs) The two (laughs) Most common Easy to play on fears And speaking of like Not being able to read Clowns emotions Because of their painted on smile I mean like you can see their face. <laughs> like they're, they're very clearly people and you can see if they're smiling or frowning nope. underneath that layer of paint on their face. Nope, nope. So I'm just... So aside from the the clown bed cover, yeah. or whatever, like how much how much interaction with clowns have you actually had in your so, life? So do you want to know what's weird? When I was three, I had an imaginary friend called Clown. Ooh. Oh. And I blamed him for everything. And I, yeah, I only just thought of that just then. I only just had that moment of realization that I'm terrified of clowns and I had an imaginary friend called Clown. You blamed him for everything. I blamed him for everything. It wasn't me, it was Clown. Oh my God. And now your lifelong fear is that Clown is going to get you Baby, back. That's for what it all is. All of that blame, that mispaced. Whoa. Blame. You guys, this is the type of therapy we're having right <laughs> wow. now. I'm just figuring out where my fear of clowns stems from, possibly. Because like, clowns, as I said, are a very generic fear that it's pops very up fear. everywhere. And yeah. I, I, I always thought it was maybe like more of an American thing because mm. I don't even know how anyone would develop a fear of clowns because I don't think I've ever come across like, a scary I don't one. think I've ever come across a clown. In my life mm. at all, mm. like mm. anywhere. Like the closest is maybe there's like moving clown heads at Luna Park Ooh, or something. Yeah. Um, so they're just, I don't think they exist in the real world. Yeah, no, I've been literally afraid of clowns since I was a, t- a child. So aside from your imaginary friend and your bed sheets, have you ever met a clown? I've been a clown. You, <laughs> this is seriously, we have like therapy views. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've had to dress up as a clown. You've been had to. a clown. You've yeah. had an imaginary clown friend. <laughs> You've been a clown. And now you have a crippling clown phobia. <laughs> that's correct. Okay, I, I think I think that's more than we I have think we've broken a wide open. There is so much there to unpack that I don't think we'll ever have time. On, like in the 144 episodes that we have to discuss of Buffy, we don't have enough time no. to unpack my clown fear. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll do a weekly check-in or something. Is that where you're Yeah, I might go away and do some uh, processing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. some self-reflection, and I'll come back to you next week. Yeah, yeah, let you know where I'm at. That sounds good. Yeah, okay. So let's move on. Yeah. Buffy finds the master in the cemetery. Uh, He's free. 
Yeah, so because I think because he's he's kind of just like speckled in this episode. Yep. You know, you start and you're like talking to the anointed one, like something's happening above the surface. Controlling fear touches the cross. You know, mm. has this whole. Oh yeah, we missed that scene. Yeah, that yeah. was a good scene. I liked it. Yeah, that. I, yeah. I, I I think Billy and the anointed one got me a bit confused for a second. Oh, they were like the two same. creepy kids look yeah, very yeah. similar. Yeah, I thought yeah. that well. floppy hair thing, man. Yeah, and yeah. just 90s. the creepiness. And the creepiness. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but okay. So he he has this whole like because you know he's a really old masterful vampire he can like sense all the bad juju mm. that goes on upstairs um and you know he has this sort of random teaching moment to the anointed annoying one again i love his <laughs> cult leader vibe i love his like imparting knowledge self i think yeah. i just i just yeah. really enjoy it every time he's i do that. also like his badass like touching of the cross <laughs> and he's like pain it's an element of the mind blah 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 yeah um and so he's sort of like seeing this coming and then he's part of buffy's greatest fear and he comes up in the cemetery and he has this whole thing like you know it's real because you're afraid of it and it's like quite powerful stuff mm. um do you think it's really him is my question do you think it's really well, the master i always have thought it was really him i have too except this time oh really yep Okay. Do you know why? Because if it was really him, he would have killed her. Yeah. He wouldn't have just thrown her in a well, in a box and well, buried her is, alive. And I kind of want. To, so th- <clears throat> this kind of makes me. Th- yeah, I'm. I'm never sure how this episode works because mm. I think it's actually him, but I also feel like because everything's controlled by people's fears, right? Mm. So I feel like he's free because she's afraid of it, but he also like doesn't. He's limited. Yeah, like he can only kind of work within. Like he's kind of just like a puppet of her nightmare. So do you think it was really her dad uh, talking to her too then? Mm. What else would it be? Well, and yeah, and uh, was it, and like was a it manifestation? Well, is the clown real or well, is yeah, it a manifestation? Is that mum? Are the spiders real or are they a manifestation? Is that mum that comes to school to embarrass her son real? And like after this is all reversed, do they like remember, remember? doing that? Because it doesn't seem like anyone remembers any of this afterwards. Except so perhaps no. the yeah. Just, yeah, because they always remember everything. How is that oh. the case? <laughs> yeah, I guess because they're aware of it. You don't, 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 don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's really yeah. him. A dream I think it's a manifestation. Yeah, I think it's a manifestation okay. of her mind. Well, because I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I, just, I'm not, that's I just always think it's opinion. really him because he te- he's talking so much about the situation, you know, the fact yes. that I'm here because you fear it. Like, and he, he yeah. talks very knowingly about the situation and how he's escaped his prison. Mm. Has Buffy seen be the master before? Mind. No. Hmm. She hasn't. She's seen him in dreams, though. Yeah, I was going to say. She's seen him in dreams. Yeah. Right. Because she yeah. has prophetic dreams, being a slayer. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I can see both sides. Yeah. I really can. But just at the moment, I'm leaning more towards the fact that he's just a manifestation and not really real. Because he never mentions question. it again. And they never, when they actually meet, that yeah. it's like they're meeting for the but first time. But I just because his, his first scene in the episode where he's kind of like talking about stuff changing upstairs makes me think that he's like, he's, he sees that it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I think he's, mm. he can see that there's, he's, he reminds me of Adam a bit in that moment, you know, seeing what's not real. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang tight, Chris. I don't understand anything. <laughs> um, I think he's aware of what's happening, but I don't think that that translates to him being, because how did he even, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, mm. I, I don't know. It's unclear. What I do enjoy is him quoting Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart makes. Yeah, I do love <laughs> As it I goes to that. kill her. Now, interesting fun fact for you. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, my God, yes. Wait, what are you talking about? Are you this... talking about, like, the Cinderella rap battles? Oh, my God, no. But, yes, everybody look up YouTube and go and look at the princess rap battle that Sarah Michelle Gellar is in because it's amazing. Yeah, in fact, so I will I share it on the socials 
this yeah, week. It's brilliant. Sex. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I'll share it on the socials because it's worthy of sharing. What are you going to say? I was going to say that um, <laughs> that Sarah Michelle Geller shares the fear of being buried alive that Buffy has. <gasps> and that, that she intense. Yeah, she actually it made filming in graveyards and mausoleums especially difficult for her mm. while she was on Buffy because it was always something she was fighting against. Ooh. Yeah, being buried Fair alive enough. is like a horrible even like even just watching it and just I like I go the he he starts throwing the dirt on yeah. the coffin and it like mm. trickles through the cracks mm. in the wood mm. and I just I can almost feel it mm. on my face. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's not pleasant. Xander finds Willow, who I love this, had to sing very bad, had to sing very very bad. <laughs> She's so traumatized, yeah. poor Willow. Uh, um, they're all chased by the clown and. Xander has, for me, one of his only great moments in season one, which is this standing up to the clown, him, like, punching him out. I I don't know, maybe because I'm scared of them, you know, that (laughs) scene felt really powerful for me, that moment of confronting that fear. But I just, I really enjoy it. That that seemed like something to me. Yeah, it was was. a real moment, that confrontation of your fear and, like, him just going, you know what, fuck this. I'm not going to be chased by this clown any longer. I bet he never had that nightmare again. It was yeah. a real moment. Well, yeah. was it? That's it what was. you need to do. Find a clown and punch him. Right yeah. in the nose. Yeah, no. Oh, good. Yeah, that's definitely what I should do. I won't be put up for assault charges on that. <laughs> I mean, not if the clown has a knife, which most do, I'm pretty uh, sure. Only, I'm certain. only if it's a it's a manifestation of your nightmares that's not really real. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like him punching that. Is that a real clown? Where did it come from? It's a manifestation. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. And was that singer real? Was there a whole stage in a room full of people watching Willow sing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Manifestation. I think it's a manifestation. Yeah, okay. But he like, yeah. can cross through that sort of stuff, can't he? I don't know. I, I, don't I think he could, but I just think I think it's a manifestation. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I always also really like Xander facing his fear with the clown. And yep. again, it always almost misleads me. I'm like, oh, that's the key to the whole episode. Everyone needs to face their fears. Yeah, that's, I know, that would have been mm. actually a really cool way to do that. Yeah, I don't think it would really fit with. No. The context of the plot. Some of the other I know, fears. I think that maybe the plot should have not been that. Oh. <laughs> is my point. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think because the way they yep. skimmed over it and shoehorned it in, yeah. they needed to change the plot because I just don't think they gave it enough weight for it to be important enough and managed well yeah. enough. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. I think call. they could have done it differently and it yeah. would have been better. Hmm. Yeah. Personally. So Giles realises they should wake Billy. That's the only way to fix things. They go outside and see the cemetery. And Giles lives his nightmare. He sees that Buffy has died. And he says, I failed. It was my duty to protect you. I should have been more cautious. Taken more time to train you, but you were so gifted. And the evil was so great. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to make you guys laugh at me. (laughs) She's all right. (laughs) She's all right, but she's a vampire. Yeah, I, lo- I love the scene. Like, Giles is getting so, you know, broken up, up about it and he, like, touches the grave and then Buffy's head shoots out of the dirt and grabs onto him and is like, ah, get off me, dead person. Classic horror moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting how some um, actors' faces can... <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, plurals! Um, some faces can really pull off the vampire makeup. Yeah. I don't know if she can. SMD it looks bad. No, it, it really looks, looks fake. Bad. It looks yeah. not good. Not good. It's mm. just, I think it's a bit face scary. Is just too I think small. that's my nightmare now, actually. Buffy vampire. Buffy yeah. is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilering. <laughs> um, this 
This is getting bad, you two. No, no, All no. Right? It's a spoiler-free podcast here at Bobby the Vampire No, no, Australia. it wasn't anything real. It wasn't a big spoiler, I swear to God. It really wasn't <laughs> yeah. a big spoiler. It wasn't. I just decided I, it was not worth sharing, that's all. Uh, I really enjoy her, don't look at me, <laughs> line there. Yeah. That's from yeah. something else. I was try- I was going to look it up before don't I Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Uh, it's not Elephant Man, is it? Don't look, don't look at me. Anyway. Mm. I also really enjoy this moment where Giles coaches Buffy to hold it together. He's like, I need you to stay strong for this moment. We need to go and feel... It shows the strength and the power of their relationship. You know, he is truly a mentor for her in these early seasons. It's, you know, it's just the best of what a watcher should be. Yeah. I also love that he's clearly, like, very concerned at this stage. You know, he's like, shit, we're getting close to this being the way things are. Yeah. And, you know, Willow's freaking out and saying all the worst cases. And he's just like, Willow... Shut up. (laughs) Not and he's he's, not helpful. Yeah, he's like, I need Buffy to do this because shit's getting real slash unreal. No, I'll say it later. (laughs) Um So then we go to the hospital and they try to wake up Billy by going, Billy, wake up! Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I know. Billy's like, that won't work. Which is which I think is another (laughs) point to the fact that like again. Like, a lot of the the plot points just seem quite forced, you know? Yeah. Like, they come here, they don't really know what they're going to do, they're going to yell at him, and Billy, then... Billy, <laughs> wake up! Dude. Hey, Billy! Billy, wake up! <laughs> no, dude, he's in a coma. Yeah. A fucking coma. That's yeah. not how you wake someone that's in a fucking coma. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we got here so fast. <laughs> do your Ubers here. you got to get up, dude. Come on. Uh, um, yeah, I yeah. do like at this point in the episode, like I do just like the growing of the nightmares everywhere, just getting worse and worse. And they're like, you see out the window that there's like, you know, a, what, like giant hornet. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. I completely forgot about that. What, what a weird little thing to throw That's in there. Completely unnecessary. But I think it's supposed to like amp up the situation. Like if we don't stop this soon. Things are getting serious. Like, the world's going to end because people are afraid of the world ending. But massive wasps flying through the air. I, I don't know. That's not it. one of That's, your fears? There are people. Uh, you oh, know, it absolutely you'd, is. You'd have, to, you'd have to assume that like all of these fears have come from the writer's room, right? Like everybody yeah. in that room has some fear mm. and they've all come onto screen at some point, I reckon. Yeah. That's what, I reckon that's got to be one of their one of their fears. Yeah. Or someone was like, can we please have some giant wasps because this is going to be our only opportunity. <laughs> I want giant wasps. I mean, the nothing changes about the plot if they just leave the giant wasps out. If anything, it makes do, it less campy and more... I do get you know. the point that it's escalating, right? It's like saying shit. I guess, this is, yeah. Shit is getting real. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big escalation, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So Buffy knocks the ugly man out. Yes. And calls on Billy to finish the task. Mm. Which I like. I like this bit. I do also really enjoy the Scooby-Doo face pull off <laughs> moment you know the scooby-doo ending yeah. where they reveal it to be something else yeah. oh, i just enjoy it because buffy's in scooby-doo later <laughs> um puts the world right and wakes billy up and then he has a wizard of oz moment there's a lot of like I, a lot of you know references in this one We've got I, I, I audibly groaned at this <laughs> yeah and you were there and, and you were there, there and you and, and you, you yeah i felt groany about yeah this. that yeah. was shit it was so <laughs> shit yeah. Especially because I just don't like this kid. Like, all of the scenes that he's just creepy, he's walking around, he's like, don't go in there. That's not a good idea. Yeah, no. And it's just his delivery it's of every super line. crap. Yeah. I just don't like him. I didn't like it either. No. Yeah. I think it was poor direction, too, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was. He's done much better work. Um, 500 Days of Summer. You know, <laughs> 10 Things Out About You. Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock yeah. from the Sun. Yeah. yeah. So he gets better. He, he gets does better. get better. Don John. Yeah, Don John, of course. Looper? 
Looper. Oh, oh that is peak. Yeah, he, he looked great peak. in the vampire makeup too in Looper. So. <laughs> so people can pull it off. Uh. Pretty good job of making him look like. Uh, he was okay. He, he got the okay. mannerisms. Yeah. He got the mannerisms. He did. Like, he, he, was, did. he was good. Yeah, he yeah. was a. Billy's coach arrives, calls him lucky nineteen. What a sick fuck. Yep. What a fucking sick fuck. Yeah. And even to be honest with you, I, I wrote this down as like a great moment. But now that we've had this discussion, I'm kind of feeling like even this emotional payoff, where obviously the point, right? The reason why why Buffy got him to do the unmasking, um, the way like the whole thing has been leading up to the fact that Billy has to own this, right? Mm-hmm. He has to face his own fear in order to move past it, which is, which is like what what I imagine to be true for most abuse victims. You can't, and, and it's what I've seen before in the rhetoric around abuse victims is that you can't really move on until you own. It, that that fear and 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 confront the fact that you are no longer afraid of that person right that's something that i've seen a lot of in in um sort of tv and that sort of thing so i assume is the, is the case but even this moment where he stands up to the coach and he says you know i wasn't just my fault um you know there were eight other guys on the team and quotes buffy's words back to the coach i just feel like the emotional payoff of that is just it's just a bit weak because it's not been built well enough and it's just too quick and too it's just too shoehorned I don't love it. Yeah. It yeah. could have been amazing. Yeah. It could have been, it could have had real heart, but because of the way they dealt with it, they, I think, you know, they maybe spent too much time on the nightmares and not enough time building the story and yeah. I teasing mean, I think it out. There, there's a lot, like even, yeah, it's all, it's all just like that whole part of the plot is just, all the scenes are just too convenient and mm. too easy. And like when Buffy, you know, goes to him, it's like, you have to do the rest. It's just like a little too weird that she's all of a sudden like all knowing about the situation. She's like, this is the key. You need to come over and like, pull off his face or something like I don't think she even knew that's what he was gonna no, do no I don't think but so she but like, she was come, giving him the power yeah back, she was like right? you come that here and do powers, something his, you know and yeah and I think you're right like him him waking up and all of a sudden everything that Buffy had said to him in the dream you know had just like completely given him the strength to confront yeah. his abuser um is a little unrealistic yep. but all that aside just that it happened so quickly you know, yeah he's done such a 180 on yeah. his you know all that aside, I was still just really emotional in this scene. And oh, like I said, and I, get, I like, like teared up and cried in it. And like, even though it was unrealistic that he'd made that much progress in that short amount of time, just like what mm. he had gone through and what he was saying. Mm. And just, yeah. I, I agree. Was just I like, very emotional in this scene. I've written that it's a great moment. Like that for me at the moment, I was like, this is pretty powerful, but I do now that I'm looking back on it after this discussion, I do feel like it just could have been better. It could have had more power. Yeah. 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 A good I think moment that could have been great. A, yeah. good moment, a good moment that could have been great. But I I, I agree with the emotional impact of it. Yeah. It's pretty special. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've said here, I just think sometimes it's a shame that Buffy can't kill humans because quite frankly, I'd have been okay with him killing that coach. Yeah. With her killing that coach. Mm-hmm. Really would have. Yep. So Buffy goes off with her dad and we get the happy everything's great again music. And a weird nod to the um, the strange little love triangle they got going, which yeah, I know, I didn't see that. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, like, they're also the, all three of them always seem so aware of it, and no, and no one's know. talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. It, it, they are all upset. Like they are all just really aware of it. Mm. Like Buffy, and it's just all yeah. it's all weird. Um, I also don't really like how at the end Xander gets a bunch of credit for stopping. I never, like, when I watch the scene, because, like, the, the coach tries to run when he realizes yeah. the biz away. He tries to run out, and, like, um, Giles and Xander are in the doorway, and Xander, yeah. like, grabs him. I never, like, I just thought, like, 
they collectively kind Definitely of would have stopped, stopped him. him. Yeah. And at the end, like, Buffy's like, kudos to you for, like, stopping him on the way out. And Xander's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to... Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why he gets the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Because he's poorly written Xander. <laughs> <laughs> why does he get the credit? I agree. Yeah. Um, so death count this episode. Woo! None. It was all a dream. All of it was a dream. It was all a dream. Technically, Buffy died. She was sired as a vampire. But yep. no, that was a dream. So nothing. Yeah, wow. Nothing. Zero. Not even a very average episode. It was an average episode. Yeah. Where did you rate it? Uh, sixth. Sixth. Is, so it's in between. It's right in the middle, That's really. That's fair, because there were some yeah. really bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just in the middle. It's not, just, it's, it was okay. not terrible. Yeah. It was good moments, but overall. Yeah, yeah, I think that's made clear by, like, how little we had to say for a lot of things. Like, I think yeah. I think overall I kind of just, like, in, I mostly just enjoyed this episode just because of all the nightmares that happened, and there was a lot of just, like, feelings of discomfort watching it. Like, I wasn't bored mm-hmm. watching it. Like, I was like, mm. oh. Mm. Fun concept. There's yeah. nightmare after nightmare after nightmare, yeah. and I it wasn't boring. But, no. yeah, like, the plot... There were some holes. Yeah. There were some holes. So, favourite quotes of the week? Um, There's not a whole lot, but this one stood out for me. (laughs) I'm not on the chess team. I swear I'm not. No! Because Cordy gets dragged off by the nerdy guys. uh I thought about that one. Yeah. Great. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know if there's a lot to choose from, but I have to, like, if this counts, it's a fairly short quote. Yep. In fact, I'll just say both parts of it. You mentioned it before, but it's in Willow's Nightmare (laughs) when she's like, my turn? And he's just, mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that, mm-hmm. For, for the many years it's that I've been watching Buffy, that is just delivered so it well. Is. It, it's it perfect. Is. It's yeah. delivered so well. It's like he's almost singing the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> Mine is um, just before Buffy wails on the ugly man after she's been turned into a vampire in the hospital and she's like, you know, you're scary. And, he's, and she's like, I'll tell you though, there are a lot scarier things than you, and I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and like yep. goes and wails on him. I just like that for me is just like Puffy is that she is the monster for oh, the monsters, right? Up. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 I love it. I love it. What won it? Um, got anything? <laughs> it was it was hard. It was a hard. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. It's a tough one. one. I actually yeah. struggled with what won it for me. This mm. Yeah. Um, I like what won it because you can give it to anything or anyone yeah. or like absolutely anything, absolutely anything at all. The standout. Um, so I'm giving it to uh, the costume and makeup of the club man. I thought he was oh, yeah. really well dressed, and I think yeah, there's a costume designer and a makeup person that worked really hard together on yeah. him, and he looked great. I think great. he looked really, really cool. Uh, and the club was dumb and goofy, but I liked that too. Again, his it works face makeup because was it's awesome. the like you know, it's the the, the, the little boys night exactly. Right? So it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. That it's a bit goofy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his face looks awesome and really realistic, especially yeah. compared to a lot of the other makeup stuff they've had so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. So to the makeup and costume person that designed the club man. Kudos to yeah. you. You want costume? Good pick. Good yeah. pick. Um, yeah. You know, as we've said, there's not a lot. No. Not a lot to choose from. I think, as I've sort of already talked about, I think I have to give it to just kind of to sort of like the nightmares in general. Like Damn I, it! <laughs> I knew you were going to have the same one as me. It's I almost did this as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like, just like a representation it, of nightmares. It's the only thing, like, because I because I did end up enjoying the episode, and that's why. Like that, it was just because of the nightmares and the few sort of character telling nightmares as well, mm. like the ones about Giles not being able to read, or Buffy dying, or Buffy becoming a vampire or mm-hmm. with her father. Like the ones that were really personalized for yep. the character. Yeah, really. 
made the episode. Yeah, I, I, that is mine too. Yep. Sli- like in a slightly different way. I like mm. all of that. Giant wasp notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I definitely <laughs> included. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, just that representation of what it even feels like to go through a nightmare. Like what I was mm. talking about before. I just really feel like the representation of nightmares and the dreamlike quality of the way they would go through the the hedge into the cemetery and everything. I just thought it was really well, really well done. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I was happy to that too. I'm so glad I did yeah, not. Yeah. 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 Good. Excellent. Well, uh, that, Brings us to a close, I think. So, Chris, tell us where we can find you. Um, slip on Twitter and Instagram. C-R-E-A Slip. Um, I've also got a comedy trio, comedy sketch trio, The Pool Boys, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, The Pool Boys Comedy. Uh, you check guys have to watch it out. Um, oh, look, we're on a break. We're on a bit yeah, of yeah. A, yeah, but we're, the, the gears are turning. Right, the gears uh, are turning. Gotcha. You know, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> Mabel. Me. <laughs> yeah, follow me on Twitter, Mabel Me Bird. I'm after 10 new followers. And then, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, I will post, <laughs> and somehow I'll find permission to do this, but I will post a picture of Megan with crimped hair, wow. which I've now seen. Oh, yeah. And it's, you, you want to see it, guys. Oh, yeah. You want to see you it. definitely want to see it. Follow me on Twitter, Mabel yeah. Me Bird. Yeah. So, so just, uh, <laughs> just so you know, I have, in fact, crimped my hair today. Been trying to ignore it all episode. <laughs> I, I've crimped it last night, in fact, with some nieces after my mother sent me a photo of me back in the day with crimped hair and was inspired to crimp it again. And I've got to tell you, it it doesn't. It doesn't look as good now as it did then, and it certainly doesn't look as good as my nieces did last night. Does this no. count towards our crimped hair count for the episode? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one. It's got to be one. It's whole episode. Does. What I love about it is because it's so short, it's kind of got this, like, I dare I mention it, clown wig type quality Ooh. going. It's all puffed out. That's all, yeah. about all about the clowns. I'm all about the clowns. Anyway, you can find me on um, Twitter, Miggles French, M-I-G-G-L-E-S French. You can also find me on YouTube. Just released a new song actually on YouTube. So, um, yes. Um, and, and, you know, also follow my cat, putting underscore kit, K-I-T-T, putting mm. underscore cat, kit. And follow us also on the socials. You can find us on Twitter at Buffy Strayer and on Facebook, Buffy the Vampire Strayer. And you can send us an email if you'd like, Buffy the Vampire Strayer at gmail.com. And, and tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the if show. If you're enjoying it, they like Buffy, they'll probably enjoy they'll it too. Probably enjoy Share it the too. love around. Share love with us. Tell us you love us. Yeah, tell us you love <laughs> us. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, actually, find us on iTunes and give us a rating too, because that'll help us. That'd be help awesome. Other people to find us. Yeah, just yeah. like chuck us a few stars if you're liking what you're hearing. It'd be great. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be really cool. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Billy's back. Billy's back. So she follows him back again. Uh. Billy, don't be a hero. Don't be a fool with your life. That'd be a fool in a coma. You're welcome. (laughs)